The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii, The Apostolic Faith Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Good morning, everyone. I'm trustee and associate pastor Edmund Sprout Sr., and I would like to thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC Channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV Channel 8, and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV Channel 28 in Eureka, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME Channel 20 in Los Angeles and San Bernardino, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KOTR-TV Channel 11 in Monterey, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY Channel 9 in El Centro, California, and Yuma, Arizona, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KZJO Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington, and also from 5 to 6 a.m. on station KJZZ Channel 14 of Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada, Idaho, and Wyoming, and from 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY-TV Channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado, as well as from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you would like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church, located at 1043 Middle Street, is the headquarters of the gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world, with the sign on the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon, a landmark in Cleve for over 90 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and A. to B. Lockbaum on August the 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hahn, Sr., in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints, wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is, those of you, in the hospitals and convalescent homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. 
we would like to extend a cordial invitation to all to join us at our Hawaii Branch Church 47th anniversary service located at 2529 Kinoole Street in Hilo, Hawaii, and hosted by our Hawaii Branch Pastor Walter I and Mrs. Darnell Tinloy. Come celebrate with us in song and music to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and feast upon the Word of God preached by Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr. Hope to see you all there. God bless you. What is happiness? Happiness is knowing the love of our Heavenly Father, Jesus Christ. Happiness is being aware that when life drags your faith and belief and spirit down to depths of despair, the Lord will surely lift your soul to the highest, putting His song of praise in your heart. The Apostolic Faith Church Choir, directed by Emilia Hahn, will sing for you their beautiful rendition of the number entitled, Happy Am I. The choir will be accompanied by Edith Matsuki on the piano and Pohaku Quarter on the organ.
Thank you, choir. The church band under direction of head pastor Billy Hahn Jr. will play for you the number entitled Walking with My Lord. We now call upon our soloist for today, Amelia Hahn, who has chosen to sing an inspiring song of hope and faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. I look to the shepherd. Amelia will be accompanied by Christy Hahn on the piano, Associate Pastor Marvin Abing on the bass, myself and Mason Asano Sr. on the guitars, and Iris Locke on the drums. to 
Thank you, Amelia. The choir will gather together and sing for you their second number for today entitled, Happiness is the Lord. Only the Lord can heal us spiritually, physically, mentally, and emotionally. He is the great deliverer and healer as we put our trust in Him and in all that we endure through life. He will make the way of victory and happiness. We invite you to sing along with the choir as you see the words appear on your television screen.
The talented members of the trumpet section of our church band will now play for you the number entitled, It Took a Miracle. A brand new vocal group known as the Saints in Harmony make their television debut today with an old time favorite entitled Leaning on the Everlasting Arms. It gives me great pleasure to dedicate this spiritual number to a wonderful sister in Christ. She is none other than Miss Puanani Howell. 
May our Heavenly Father continue to richly bless and strengthen you as you continue your faithful walk with Him. God bless you, Punani, and have a very blessed week. Yeah.
Shalom and good morning. I'm Associate Pastor Jose Jandok, and I'd like to repeat our television time, station, and locations in a common yes for a viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California. Today's telecast cannot be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XTTV, channel 13 in San Diego. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSE, channel 13 in Palm Springs. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV, channel 8, and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV, channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME, channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KOTR-TV, channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, channel 9, El Salso, California, and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KGZO, channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KJZZ TV, channel 14 of Salt Lake City, Utah, plus of Nevada, Idaho, and Wyoming. And from 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY TV, channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado, as well as from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable, channel 503 in New York City. If you would like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit the website at JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning our gospel service here in Homestead, Hawaii. Services are held at Temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel service is at 10 a.m. and divine healing service at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer service is held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m at our Kamiki Branch Church, located at 1361 Polo Avenue. Gospel service is held on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by our neighborhood island branch churches. That services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald D. Castaner Sr. in Kanakakai, Molokai, and Pastor Kenneth M. Alberta in Lahaina, Maui, and Pastor Walter Aitino in Hilo, Hawaii, and Pastor Leonard Kiwada Sano Sr. in Kolo, Hawaii, and Pastor Helmut Espera in Bologa, Pikawayan, and Pastor Vesper Sparrow, President of Oskotabata Minnao, Philippines. You're welcome to attend these services regarding your church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily continue to support this telecast and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And I would like to return our program back to trusty associate pastor, Edwin Soul Sr., who will bring forth his spirit-directed and spirit-invited sermon. Edwin? Thank you, Jose. One of the primary reasons we are truly blessed is because we have the opportunity to share the good news of the glorious gospel of the kingdom of God with you, our television congregation, through these weekly telecast presentations. However, the human instincts of mankind cause many to embrace sin and shun the call of Jesus Christ to accept his plan of salvation and receive his promise of everlasting life in heaven above. Hence, it is our heartfelt prayer that every man, woman, and child will heed this mandatory commandment from the Lord Jesus Christ to repent, be baptized by immersion in water in the name of Jesus Christ, and to be filled with His Holy Spirit. Please join us now in the reading of God's Word in today's sermon topic entitled, Our Salvation and God-Given Birthright. To help us all, move a step closer in Christ Jesus in everything we say and do. God's righteousness is communicated to the body of Christ, His church, 
through many different examples given in God's Word which help us to better understand its truth and significance. Hence, Jesus Christ taught his disciples and the multitudes concerning the mysteries of godliness through parables or simple stories to enhance their understanding of the will of God and the importance of doing things God's way. Jesus Christ used direct instructions and admonishments with each example to increase our spiritual understanding and to confirm the blessings to be received when we follow God's word in our daily lives. As born-again Christians, we must employ God's Holy Spirit each and every day to lead and guide us in the path of righteousness that will help us gain the knowledge of the truth only found in Christ Jesus. God's word reveals many comparisons to the experiences we encounter in our daily lives, and God's word is a lamp unto our feet when we take the time to study and meditate upon God's word. Hebrews 13:8 therefore denotes Jesus Christ the same yesterday and today and forever. Hence the divine nature of Jesus Christ teaches every man, woman, and child today using the very same principles that were used to teach the children of Israel concerning God's spiritual birthright. Let us now examine the example found in Genesis 25, 29 to 34 about two brothers, Jacob and Esau. It reads, And Jacob sawed pottage, and Esau came from the field, and he was faint. And Esau said to Jacob, Feed me, I pray thee, with that same red pottage, for I am faint. Therefore was his name called Edom. And Jacob said, Sell me this day thy birthright. And Esau said, Behold, I am at the point to die, and what profit shall this birthright do to me? And Jacob said, Swear to me this day. And he sware unto him, and he sold his birthright unto Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau bread and pottage of lentils, and he did eat and drink and rose up and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. Esau bartered his future and eternal wealth to satisfy his present and temporal need. He had no concern for the spiritual things of God, and so his birthright meant nothing to him. This example displays how Esau chose to sell his birthright for something of far less value, and after realizing his error, he cried with great sorrow and wept bitterly, regretting his wrong decision. Genesis 27, 37 to 38 further describes the conversation between Esau and his father Isaac. It reads, And Isaac answered and said <clears throat> unto Esau, Behold, I have made him thy Lord, and all his brethren have I given to him for servants, and with corn and wine have I sustained him. And what shall I do now unto thee, my son? And Esau said unto his father, Hast thou but one blessing, my father? Bless me, even me also, O my father. And Esau lifted up his voice and wept. Every man, woman, and child born into this world must claim possession of his or her birthright into the kingdom of God by accepting Jesus Christ's plan of eternal salvation. Esau's very serious error is a spiritual warning to every man, woman, and child that we too 
must accept Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, Master, and Lord, for tomorrow may be too late. Jacob, Esau's brother, viewed the birthright as a coveted blessing that would bring peace, joy, and happiness to his life. Therefore, Jacob's cherished blessing is also a spiritual warning to every man, woman, and child to always cherish the salvation of our souls as our greatest possession in this earthly life. Hence, Hebrews 12, 15 through 17 adds this grave warning and exhortation. It reads, Look diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. Lest there be any fornicator or profane person as Esau, who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. For ye know how that afterward, when he would have inherited the blessing, he was rejected. For he found no place of repentance, though he sought it carefully with tears. The Bible describes Esau as a fornicator or a profane person. A fornicator can be used in this case to describe the nature of a person who arrogantly disregards the vow and promised blessing given by God to mankind. The term profane is used to imply in the strongest sense a sinful and unholy attitude or action. Esau, therefore, did not respect God's blessed birthright and thereby lost his blessing because of his negligence to the holy things of God, literally giving up his promised birthright for a morsel of meat. God's Word, the Bible, teaches all mankind to heed this very difficult lesson learned so that we too will be able to avoid having to personally experience the same spiritual error in our daily lives. Hence, this spiritual lesson is written to highlight the spiritual importance of accepting Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, Master, and Lord. Deuteronomy 29, 18 through 19 offers this description of a person who will not accept Jesus Christ. It reads, Lest there should be any among you, man or woman, or family or tribe, whose heart turneth away this day from the Lord our God, to go and serve the gods of these nations. Lest there should be among you a root that beareth gall and wormwood, and it come to pass, when he heareth the words of this curse, that he bless himself in his heart, saying, I shall have peace, though I walk in the imagination of mine heart, to add drunkenness to thirst. Every man, woman, and child has the personal responsibility to accept Jesus Christ, God himself, as their personal Savior, Master, and Lord, to establish a spiritual relationship with him and to obtain the God-given promise of eternal life in heaven above. Hence, let us be reminded that nothing is more important in this life than the salvation of our souls to gain our God-given birthright. Hence, the prophecies and promises of God foretold that Jesus Christ would come into this world to open the eyes of the blind, to bring those dwelling in darkness into the light, and to deliver mankind from the power of Satan, and to bring him to God. 
This promise was fulfilled through the gospel of the kingdom of God preached by Jesus Christ on the shores of Galilee. Hence the gospel, <coughs> excuse me, is the good news that Jesus saves. Jesus heals. Jesus baptizes with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And that Jesus is coming soon. On the streets of Jerusalem, there was a man named Nicodemus who came to see Jesus Christ in the darkness of night. He was a Pharisee, and so he had to be very careful to not be seen by his peers. However, he believed in his heart that Jesus Christ was a man sent from God because of the wonderful miracles he performed. Let us listen to their conversation in John 3, 1 through 4 that reads, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus Christ answered Nicodemus in John 3, 5, that reads, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Jesus Christ also concluded in John 3, 6 through 7, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. Nicodemus learned from Jesus Christ that every man, woman, and child must come to Jesus Christ and accept his mandatory plan of salvation to gain his or her heavenly birthright. Hence, Romans 3, 9 through 12 denotes what then? Are we better than they? No, in no wise. For we have before proved both Jews and Gentiles that they are all under sin. As it is written, there is none righteous. No, not one. There is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. Galatians 3.22 further states, but the scripture hath concluded all are under sin that the promise by faith of Jesus Christ might be given to them that believe. Our position and status in this life with our families and even with our physical appearance do not count in the eyes of Jesus Christ. The only thing that counts is to believe the gospel of the kingdom of God and obey God's commandments by being baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ and to be filled with God's Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ himself was baptized in the River Jordan as an example for every man, woman, and child to follow. And on the day of Pentecost, the 120 disciples of Jesus Christ who tarried in the upper chamber in Jerusalem were filled with God's Holy Spirit, speaking in God's unknown tongue. Hence, the multitude of Jews who heard the disciples of Jesus Christ speak the wonderful works of God in their own native tongues were amazed. Peter then boldly proclaimed the gospel to them, and they responded in Acts 2.37 that reads, Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, 
What shall we do? Acts 2.38 is Peter's God-given answer. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Water baptism is essential to salvation. As declared in 1 Peter 3.21 that reads, The like figure whereunto even baptism doth also now save us, not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Water baptism resembles the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. When we go into the water, when we go under the water, and when we come up out of the water, only then can we begin to walk in newness of life because our sins have been removed by the blood of Jesus Christ. However, some today may not believe, as revealed in Luke 7.30 that reads, but the Pharisees and lawyers rejected the counsel of God against themselves, being not baptized of him. Yes, dear television viewers, if you have not been baptized by immersion in water in the name of Jesus Christ, your sins have not been removed from you, and you must be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Acts 4.12 confirms the saving power. Vested in the name of Jesus Christ, it reads, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none of the name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. And Mark 16.15-18 adds this confirmation. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. When you are baptized by immersion in water in the name of Jesus Christ, you are married to him in baptism. And you now possess the family name of Jesus and your name is written in the Lamb's book of life in heaven. Healing, casts, casting out devils, speaking with new tongues, taking up serpents, and drinking any deadly thing are all God-given signs to believers that you are now in the true Christian body of Christ, his true church. John 7, 37 to 39 further declares, In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirsts, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given. Because that, Jesus was not yet glorified. The day of Pentecost identifies a significant role in God's plan of salvation, as described in Luke 24, 49-52, that reads... And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. And he led them out as far as to Bethany, and he lifted up his hands and blessed them. And it came to pass while he blessed them, he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. As Jesus Christ ascended into heaven, he blessed his disciples as they witnessed his ascension. 
on the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit was outpoured upon the 120 in the upper chamber in Jerusalem. It formed the first true church with Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Acts 2, 1 through 6 and 12 further states, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the houses where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there are dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. Now when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded because that every man heard them speak in his own language. The sound of a rushing mighty wind is used to describe the powerful presence of God's Holy Spirit heard by his disciples in the upper chamber. The disciples were also blessed when cloven tongues like as a fire sat upon each of them. There was a fiery flame, but it did not consume them. Similar to the voice of God that spoke to Moses through the burning bush that was not consumed. Hence, this confirms that the only Bible evidence of being filled with God's Holy Spirit occurs when we speak in God's unknown tongue or language. The Apostle Paul in the New Testament also describes Esau's violent and presumptuous heart and his bitter spirit towards the Lord Jesus Christ as an ungodly lifestyle that will continually bring both heartaches and sorrows. Hence, Esau's true feelings were manifested to his father Isaac and mother Rebekah when God put his test upon him. The test highlighted the degree that Esau despised the covenant blessing when he wrongly chose to satisfy his own self-will for something of far less value. God intervened into Isaac's family lineage from the time the boys, Esau and Jacob, were in their mother's womb, indicating that God's plan would override traditional practices. Hence, the spiritual lineage to Jesus Christ caused God to intervene for the primary purpose of perpetuating righteousness throughout the line of Abraham that concluded with the birth of Jesus Christ. While in the womb, the Lord God spoke to Rebekah saying that the older would serve the younger. At birth, Esau came out first, followed by Jacob, whose hand took hold of Esau's heel, indicating the strength and authority of Jacob. And today, time is running out for every man, woman, and child who has not accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, Master, and Lord. Hence, the sign above every one of our apostolic faith churches in Hawaii and in the Philippine Islands is God's last warning to the whole world that reads, Jesus coming soon.
and everyone must be ready to meet him when he comes. 1 Corinthians 10, 5 through 12 is God's final exhortation. But with many of them, God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now these things were our examples to the intent we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. Neither be ye idolaters, as were some of them. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Neither let us commit fornication, as some of them committed and fell in one day three and twenty thousand. Neither let us tempt Christ, as some of them also tempted and were destroyed of serpents. Neither murmur ye, as some of them also murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer. Now all these things happen unto them for examples, and they are written for our admonition, upon whom the ends of the world are come. We are living in the closing days of time, in this present dispensation of grace. Hence, we must prepare ourselves, our families, and the bride of Christ, his church, to be ready to receive our salvation and God-given birthright when Jesus Christ returns in clouds of glory to call us up saying, come up hither, come up hither, come up hither. If you would like to know more about God's word, the church, and review these telecast presentations in their entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, trustee and associate pastor Edwin H. Sprout Sr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of his hands. In closing our telecast for today, the church band will render for you the anthem entitled Sunlight.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.